Once again, warm, warm welcome to each and every one of you. Uh, this is the Covenant Life Worship Service, and some of you have chosen to join us for the very first time. So you are an honored guest and so, so happy to have you with us. I can't wait for you to actually be with us in person, perhaps at Constantia Hall, or never stop uh, joining us because we will always have an online version of this. I thank God for you this morning. And if you have specific prayer requests, then you could always uh, text it in the box right here in the chat box or WhatsApp the church number and we'll always be available. All right, let's look into God's word. Yes, it's going to be a long service and no, you're not going anywhere because in the name of Kedriwal, you stay home. Uh, you're uh, locked down. So uh, please don't make any plans to go to the mall or anything. Sit and listen to the sermon. We are looking at a new series. We're looking at a new topic this morning. And uh, thank you, Jonathan, for praying for me and for the word this morning. Our darkest hour, our divinest comfort. All the way my Savior leads me. Divinest comfort. Our darkest hour, our divinest comfort. There are times when God leads us, but there are times when God carries us. There are times when God leads us, and there are times when God carries us. And there needs to be an acknowledgement from our side to say, Lord, this is a time I can't do it on my own. I need you to carry me through this. We're thinking about several of the members and loved ones we know who are critical right now and who have lost loved ones. Our darkest hour is divinest comfort. So I want to look at God's absolute attributes at this time. We can look at what we can do, what we should do, what we haven't done, and all of that. We can look at God's promises for us and try and feel good. But I love this congregation. I love that we are not hooked on hype, but we are hooked on holiness. We're not hooked on hype, but we're hooked on holiness. And we're ready to pray. We're ready to be quiet. We're ready to be solemn. We're ready to cry. We're ready to be to mourn with those who mourn, because that is the call of the church, especially at this time. So we go to God, we turn to God, we look at God, we place our eyes on God, the one absolute in the middle of a storm, the one light in the middle of, a, of the darkness. We grab on to what is strong. When a child goes through a painful time, they grab the parent's hand, parent's arm. That's what we do. And that is what we're doing by looking at the, uh, the omniscience of God, the omnipotence of God, and uh, the immutability of God. So over the next three Sundays, I want to cover that. Omniscience means, and take notes, open your Bible, take notes, be serious. Don't, uh, don't uh, multitask. Give yourself to the word of God and let God speak to you this morning. Omniscience means that God knows everything. Things actual, things possible, effortlessly and equally well, God knows everything. All knowledge that is to be known, all knowledge that is, <coughs> that exists, God knows. Omniscience means all knowledge. He has all knowledge. All knowledge about that knowledge he has. Anything that you could think about what he knows, he already knows. He knows everything that is to be known. There is nothing he does not already know. Across time, across dimensions, and across your thoughts. 
from the minute thought that you thought you might think to all the facts and figures and dimensions of a world that exists. God knows everything. Not only does he have that information, not like an uh, not like like a hard drive has he got it stored somewhere. All his information and all his knowledge is present to him. See, I, I, I know some stuff over my 51 years. I have gathered some information. But all my information is not present to me in this moment, in this bearing. I know you. I know you for some of you for 20, 30 years. But all my knowledge of you that I do have of you isn't even available for this. Sometimes I don't remember anything about what happened, what was said, what was done. But God has all his information, all his knowledge available to him when he deals with you. Let's pause to reflect the magnitude of this attribute. Nobody in the universe has this attribute, only God. Pause to reflect the magnitude of this attribute and the responsibility that comes with this attribute. Can you imagine <clears throat> the responsibility that comes with this attribute? Let's pause and reflect on that. Let's praise God. <clears throat> that he and only he has this attribute. Thank God for that. I praise God that he and only he has this attribute. Imagine if it was given to anybody else who's wicked or who is ungodly. Let's thank him that he has not shared this attribute with us. He has not shared this attribute with us. So let's pause to reflect the magnitude of this attribute, the attribute of omniscience. Thank you, God, that only you have it. I praise you, God, that only you have it. I thank you that you have not shared this with me because I would not be able to handle neither the information nor the responsibility. Let me read from A.W. Tozer, famous author, Christian author. Let me read what he says about God's omniscience. God knows instantly and effortlessly all matter and all matters, all mind and every mind, all spirit and all spirits all being and every being, all creaturehood and all creatures, every plurality and all pluralities, all law and every law, all relations, all causes, all thoughts, all mysteries, all enigmas, all feelings, all desires, every unuttered secret, all thrones and dominions, all personalities, all things visible and invisible in heaven and in earth, motion, space, time, life, death, good, evil, heaven and hell. Because God knows all things perfectly. He knows no thing better than anything else. He knows all things equally, but all things equal and well. He never discovers anything. He never surprised, he's not surprised by anything, never amazed by anything. He never wonders or wonders what uh, about anything except when drawing men out of their own good. Does he seek information or ask questions? Only for our sake, he asks questions. God knows everything. God knows everything. He already knows everything. Psalms, Acts chapter 15, verse 18, refers to this. He says, he knows the works, his works from the beginning. From the, from the beginning of time, God has his information available to him. Psalm 147, verse 4 says, he numbers and names the stars. I can't even remember two stars. God numbers and names the stars. Psalm 139, oh, what a beautiful psalm. He says, from birth to eternity, he knows you. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. 
you know when i sit down and when i rise up you know you know my daily schedule you you figure out what i'm thinking about from far off you search out my path you figure out where i'm heading your my lying down my sleep patterns you know that you are acquainted with all of my ways even before i think about saying something you already know it <coughs> you hem me in behind me and before me and lay, lay your hand upon me such knowledge is too wonderful for me <coughs> it is high i cannot attain it drop with me to verse 16 your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written every one of them every day of my life was written in your book covid can't take my life covid might be how i die but covid doesn't decide when i die our lives and the days of our lives and the day of my death and the day of my birth <coughs> is decided by god and if i am to go i will go and if i am not to go nothing or from hell can take my life i will not fear covid i will not fear sickness i will only fear god who really has the right over my life he is the proprietor of my life he is the one who maps my days isn't that amazing nothing new will ever come to light in a believer's life that would surprise god or cause him to cast you out no talebearer can ever knock on heaven's door and says i know something about this guy let me tell you god and god goes what no enemy can make an accusation stick <clears throat> no forgotten skeleton can coming out of a closet to expose you in front of god god knows everything no unexpected weakness in our character can turn god against us listen to me listen to me since he knew us before we knew him he knew everything that is to be known about us from beginning to end and having known everything about us from beginning to end he loved you to the very end he chose you having known everything you would ever say think do or desire to do he loved you with the full knowledge that is to be known about you <coughs> everything that we would ever do in the future god knew and god chose you god chose you god named you god warns out of his omniscience having known everything when he knows what's to come knows what can happen knows what can go wrong out of that knowledge he warns us that's a comfort that is a comfort god comforts us from his om omniscience he knows what actually happened what could happen could have happened he knows what ultimately led to good and what glory is going to come out of it and with the benefit and the advantage of all the knowledge about all the knowledge plausible possible and probable the god acts you word in goodness he needs you to trust him that he is a good god how do you trust god when he hurts you 
How do you trust him? How do you worship God when he takes your loved ones from you? How do you trust a God who's leading you into problems, into a valley of the shadow of life and death? You have to close your eyes and trust the goodness of God, that he knows what I don't know. He knows more than I will ever know. God warns us out of his omniscience. He comforts us out of his omniscience. And brothers and sisters, he sees from his omniscience. He sees us. He sees you. God sees you. See, not only is this information to him, this is information that is present for him. He sees you. He knows you. He's looking at you. He's aware about you all the time. The doctor will come on rounds. <clears throat> your mother and father may call up from on you, or your daughter and, 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 and son may call up on you. Friends might remember you, but God is present to you and knows everything about you currently in this moment, and his attention is you word. And only he can be that. There's a girl called Hagar in the Old Testament, in Genesis 16. And she was mistreated and she suffered a lot. She was a slave of Abraham's wife, Sarah. And as Sarah and Abraham had no children, Sarah wanted Hagar to conceive and she wanted to help the promise of God that Abraham would have an offspring and their family would have a family line. Abraham, like an idiot, agreed. Hagar became his wife too and she became pregnant. And this caused Sarah to get upset and look with Hagar on with contempt. So she mistreated her when she bore, her, bore him a child. So Hagar ran away and ended up in a spring in a desert. So here's a woman with a little boy. Here's a woman with a child all alone in the desert. Does God see you in the desert? That God, does God see you, your suffering and your misery? your mistreatment? Does God see you where you are? Then the angel of the Lord appeared to her and said to her, go back to Abraham and Sarah. What? Go back to my problems? Go back to my mistreatment? Yeah, go back. He promised Hagar that her descendants would be too numerous to count. Genesis 16.10. And in that moment, Hagar said, you are the God who sees me. And I have now seen the one who sees me. That's a life-changing moment right there. You are the God who sees me. And I now have seen the God who sees me. And he, she called God El Roy, which is one of the names of God now in the Hebrew Bible, which is commonly translated the God who sees. My brother and my sister, my friend, God is a God who knows everything about you. All his knowledge about you is present, present to him when he's dealing with you. He's present to you right now, and he knows you, and he sees you. Go back. Go back to, a, to Sarah. Go back to the mistreatment and the, and the injustice. Well, God just needed her to trust his goodness. <clears throat> God needed her to trust his goodness. When God takes you to the valley of the shadow of death, he needs you to trust his goodness. 
He needs you to close your eyes and to know that he is a good God. That he acts in his omniscience and that he knows what he is doing. Even though I don't understand what he is doing. Joseph was a beloved son of Israel. Out of the twelve, he was the beloved one. He got to uh, the foreign land where they were in exile and he falsely was falsely accused and thrown into prison in Pharaoh's dungeons. Young man, good looking, strong, promising, potential young man, rotting in a prison in Pharaoh's care. Does God see him? Does God see his potential? Does God see the two years of time passing in the best years of his life? Yeah, God saw him. He knew what his plan was. And he needed Joseph to just trust his goodness. He needed Joseph to trust that he is a good God. <clears throat> Satan wants you to not trust his goodness. The flesh wants you to not trust his goodness. Your logic and your wisdom wants you to not trust his goodness. But God wants you to trust his goodness. Nathaniel was one of the men who met Jesus when he walked the face of the earth. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and he said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom, there, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael was like, How do you know me? Jesus, was, Jesus said, Before Philip called you, when you were sitting there alone under the fig tree, contemplating the Messiah's coming, when you were praying to God, asking God to reveal himself to you, I saw you. I heard your prayer. I saw your tears when you were alone, when no one was seeing you. <clears throat> I saw you under the tree there. I saw you, Nathaniel. Now, there's got to be some weight to this because Nathaniel is an intelligent, educated Jew. He turns to Jesus and says, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Deity and royalty in one shot. This Jew bowed his knee to the king of kings and lord of lords. He had to have figured something out in that statement that we don't know. Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. My brothers and sisters, as I close, in his omniscience, we have assurance that he sees us. Write that down and meditate on it this week. In his omniscience, in God. His, his omniscience, we have assurance that he sees us. The fact that God knows everything is wonderful. The fact that God knows everything about us is, it's, it's, it's scary. But the fact that God sees us and his attention is on us and he has the advantage of all the information about us, about our future in every dimension, across time, even our thoughts, that is an assurance. Psalm 33, 18. Behold the eye of the Lord. The eye of the Lord is on, circle on, those who fear him. Circle fear him. Where is the eye on, of God on? What is God looking at? During times of crisis, where is God's attention? Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him. On those who hope in his steadfast love. He never takes his eye off you for a second. His attention is never diverted for a second. God is not distracted, not deluded. 
not dissuaded. God's attention is on you. My friend, he sees you. My sister, he sees you. You could be alone in the desert. You could be a single mother. You could be a difficult, uh, uh, going through a difficult time with your boss, or you could be going through a difficult time with your health. God sees you. His eyes are on you. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on you. On who? Those who fear him and those who hope in him. Look at 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. His ears are open to their prayer. His eyes are on you. His ears are open. You say people are not with you. You say people don't care. You see the church, church doesn't care. Our family doesn't care. God cares. God knows. And he wants you to ask him, talk to him, and acknowledge him. Put your faith and trust in him. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. So who does God put his eyes on? Number one, those who fear him. Number two, those who hope in him. Number three, those who are righteous. Oh, but I'm not righteous, you say. Yes, you are. No, no, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. But the Bible says there is none righteous now. No, not one. That's correct. Romans chapter 3 verse 10. So I pastor tell you how you say that I'm righteous. Because God has placed you in Christ. And in Christ, he has given you his righteousness. So you are apparently a righteous person. Apparently, you are a saint in his eyes. And who does he put his eyes on? The righteous person. So God's eyes are on you because you're righteous. You're righteous because God's grace is upon you. And God's grace is upon you because of Jesus Christ. Nothing is your doing. Everything is his doing. Hallelujah. 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 Praise be to God Almighty. But for the grace of God. Listen to me. God's omniscience allows him to know me inside out and love me right side up. God's omniscience allows him to know me inside out and love me right side up. Because he knows everything about me, he can love me completely. Because he knows and sees me completely and nothing is hidden from him, his love for me is most genuine. You love me, but you don't know everything about me. I love you, but I don't know everything about you. But his love for you is based, despite, based on his character, despite everything he knows about you. He sees. He sees you. He sees your hidden guilt. And he has given forgiveness for all of it. He sees your hidden fears. The fears that are tucked away into the past. Tucked away into the bottom of your heart. The fears that come out looking like anger. Uh-huh, that's a fear. That's just showing fear. Anxiety and ulcers. Oh, that's just fears manifesting itself. Desiring to get lost in work and, 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 and accomplish a lot in this life and, and try and find a place where you'll have enough influence and enough people to help you in your time of need. That's just fear. That's just fear. The running after anything that the world can provide is fear-based. God sees your inner hidden fears. God sees your hidden pain. There's pain on the outside, but there's pain deep on the inside. Most of our behavior is because of what, how much pain we're carrying. 
Hurt people hurt people. And we carry a lot of pain. That pain come, becomes bitterness as it certifies, as it corrodes, as it ferments in our life. But he sees. He sees our hidden guilt. He sees our hidden fears. And he sees our hidden pain. My brother, my sister, yes, everybody else has failed you. But God is your rampart. He is your stronghold. He loves you. He loves your loved ones. He cares for you. He cares for your loved ones. He is watching. He is hurting as he has to take you through this. Don't ask God to remove the pandemic. Ask God to take you through the pandemic. Because you learn more about God than you learn about the pandemic. You learn more about God than you learn about tragedies. Tragedy is for a 78-year period. Incredible joy and bliss and blessing awaits you for eternity. Be willing to suffer. Be willing to suffer well. Bend your finger of being and finger pointing and raise your palms of worship. Be filled with the assurance that God sees so you won't care if anybody else sees or doesn't see. I am not invisible. I am not unknown. <coughs> I am not forgotten. I am not alone. I am not a number. I am not another. I am not down under. He sees me. He knows me. He remembers me. He carries me. He calls me. He owns me. He lives with me. I am your exceedingly great reward. Fear not. I have called you by name. You are mine. I have redeemed you. I will be your rampart. Turn to me in the day of trouble. Cast your cares upon me, for I care for you. I am the Lord your God, says Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Jeremy Dawson, and if you liked what you just saw, if it was a blessing, then hit the subscribe button. Come on, you can do it. Hit the subscribe button, uh, hit the bell so that we know you want to hear from us. Lots of videos coming your way, songs, worship, encouragement. Come on, subscribe. Let's take this forward and share with somebody you might know. Write a comment in the section below, but let's see you guys again. Come on, subscribe.